Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. I am Diego. I'm with Amy and Mark. We're talking Netflix originals, specifically Umbrella Academy. What's up, Amy? What's up, Mark? Hey, What's up? So, what have you guys been watching lately before we dive into Umbrella Academy? So, I've been watching a lot. Um, since I mean, this is since the last time we've we've done a, an episode. I watched Heartstopper. That was fantastic. Um, I watched I watched a couple episodes of Snowflake Mountain. And it's this reality show where, like, these entitled kids get dropped off in the wilderness. And I was, I don't know, I, I kind of found it a little unwatchable. So after, like, two episodes, I stopped. Um, I think Diego sent us, texted us a, a link to a TikTok where this guy was talking about the movie Incantation on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's the scariest thing ever. You're going to have to turn it off. I watched that. It was not. It was a disappointment. <laughs> um, I started watching Control Z, the new season of Control Z, which you remember we loved the first two seasons. And I'm liking it, but I'm not loving it, which is why I'm only on the second episode. I just feel like it's the same people. It's the same, like, once again, there's somebody sending people text messages and blackmailing them. Like, we've done this now for two seasons, and... I was hoping for something different this season, so I haven't kind of moved forward with that. I watched uh, Persuasion, which is a movie with Dakota Johnson, which was I wasn't expecting much. I kind of watched it when I was folding laundry. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, so that was good. Obviously, I watched uh, the new season of Stranger Things. I started, <laughs> I started watching Boo Bitch, which I, I'll be honest with Did you, you like I started that? to watch it just because of the title. But then as we actually watched the show, I was like, this is really, really good. Um, so my daughter and I are going to continue watching that because it's it's really good. And then um, I'm going to be honest, I you will never hear me say this again. This is probably the first time I'm going to say it, probably the last time I will ever say it. But Diego was bring right. It, bring it home. Bring it home, Amy. Bring it home. Diego was right. And I am 100% enjoying uh, Peaky Blinders. Or did enjoy. I finished watching it. I watched the entire thing. Peaky Blinders. Diego's been saying we got to watch that forever. And um, finally, I watched it. And it, I, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop once I got started with it. And again, I needed to get like past episode three and then I was completely addicted. It was so good. It's one of the best shows I've ever watched. So once again, Diego was right. Uh, and if you have not seen Peaky Blinders, Ooh, you should. And we record, and we have that recorded. It's recorded. It's, it's recorded. recorded. This is first, the best episode. First and last time I will ever say that, but it's the truth in this case. So that's kind of what I've been watching. So what about you guys? Anybody watching anything? Well, uh, I've been 
I really have only been watching two shows that I haven't really talked about because everything else is old shows that I think I've mentioned before in terms of uh, The Last Kingdom. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned this the last time, but uh, we started watching The Office. So yes. That we could, yeah, yeah. So that we could start understanding all of the memes and everything that people post online. Mm-hmm. So, but in terms of new shows, um, definitely uh, Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. Oh, how is that? That's good. It's it's not bad. It's it, it's a okay. little different. I know a lot of people that I've talked to, especially like that are in the I guess the same age age range as me, have said that uh, they're catering to the kids. They're catering to the kids, and even people who saw uh, Thor: Love and Thunder kind of said the same thing and i think my only um thing about i guess phase this phase in the marvel universe is that like they're kind of connected but you don't see that big connection that um i think they they've talked about that's coming in the next couple of movies so uh, i was hoping to see a little bit in thor and Th- uh, thor but there was nothing really there that's just a strictly thor uh movie okay but I, I, I enjoyed Miss Marvel. It was, it was cute. It was nice. It was a, a real nice reveal on the last episode. Um, so I think it's, I think it was after credits, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Uh, but it was good. It was good. It was solid. Not my favorite. What did uh, you think, just really quickly, it's it's not streaming at all, but what did you think of Thor? I loved it. it you, is it better than Ragnarok? No. For me, no. I love, oh. I really, really, really like Ragnarok. Um, I think sometimes they, they went too over the top silly with Thor. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. And they, they kind of made Thor look like, I don't, I don't want to say dumb, but kind of just like, I don't know, just too goofy sometimes. Like, and I get it. Like, that he like that's the character he's been playing lately. But it just I, I sometimes felt like it was too over the top. But I also think that Ragnarok just set such a high bar for the Thor movie that it was hard to kind of recreate that kind of uh, that feel. But I enjoyed it. It was it was funny. You I know, laughed. I, I haven't seen the new Thor yet, but uh, I've I've been hearing this pretty much the same thing that you're saying, Diego, uh, about the silliness. And what I think is so unusual about Thor and his place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is he seems like one of the characters, one of the heroes who has lost the most throughout the film series. His mother, yeah. his father, his best friend, Loki, if you count that. Uh, you know, And then obviously, uh, no spoilers, but he loses someone very important in this movie. And um, and uh, and Tony Stark was his best friend, you know, all that stuff. But yet, with all of that loss, his movie's overall tenor are always sort of the goofiest, most slapsticky. And his character is goofy, you know? Right. I think it's kind of a strange yin and yang to that movie. And I like them. I mean, again, I haven't seen this one, so I can't weigh in on that. But I've, I've, I've enjoyed the formula thus far. I just thought it was always kind of curious. Right. Yeah. And I think, oh, not think, but and the other thing that I saw recently and I just, I really enjoyed, I just, I love the series is The Boys. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite series streaming right now. Uh, season three just finished up, uh, and I just I really enjoyed it. I really like the characters. It's just it might be a little gory for some people, 
um, with bodies exploding like every uh, every five <laughs> Seriously. seconds. Yeah. Well, and that, uh, um, that death in the first episode of this season. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> so, I, and I, I always say this to myself after watching like every episode, like I gotta go get the like the collection of the comics because I just I want to read the comics because they they always say that the comic is like that much more yes. like extreme and and out there. So uh, yes. I want I want to see what they mean by that. So, um, but yeah, those are the really two shows that are new that I've been watching. Besides, obviously, uh, the Umbrella Academy. So, what okay. about you, Mark? Uh, well, I've been up and down the dial. Um, I, again, I'll echo your sentiment on the boys. I, this was my favorite season so far. They have done a lot of stuff differently, divergent from the comic. Uh, absolutely, go read the graphic novel because it is like even just hero gasm the way they showed it on TV was one thing and it went to sort of next level you know in terms of sexuality and shock value but in the comics where there's just no holds barred and you can draw anything with a pen and paper they do um so that's pretty intense don't like don't leave it around for the kids to find um uh i I watched miss marvel i i enjoyed it i also sort of felt a generation gap there um i loved that they made her muslim heritage and culture such a big 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 part of the show although Sometimes I felt like it was too much. Uh, I mean, and I would I would say this about any religion or culture. I just felt like it almost turned into an, a, another character in the show. There was just so much going on that was centered around, uh, you know, uh, holidays and garb and and history. It was just it was a little overwhelming. Like sometimes I felt like I couldn't understand it. You know. Okay. Um, but uh, I've watched. On the other side of the spectrum, there's this kind of sitcommy show on Hulu called Maggie. Oh my god, I watched it. I love it. It's I so did cute. too. Yes. Yeah. So you uh, sound kind of excited about that, Amy. <laughs> I, it was good. You know what, Mark, and and you watched this too. So I'll see if you agree with me. But I really think it reminded me. They were very much trying to make it um, Zoe. Yes. Zoe's whatever playlist, mm-hmm. like. Even right down to her friend, who was a psychic in this one, but in the other, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like um, they really were trying to make it that show. That being said, I really enjoyed it. That whole kind of, uh, you know, glimpse into someone's future or psyche and then misinterpreting it for an entire episode and then figuring it out at the end. And and there were a couple of overarching predictions that we're still trying to figure out. Um, Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought the writing was funny. I laughed at a couple of the, you know, the characters were cute and, and I laughed at, a, at some of the dialogue. So I agree. Um, I am really digging Loot with Maya Rudolph on Apple TV. Um, and uh, if you're not familiar, she plays uh, a recently, uh, she, she, at the very beginning, she's married to a tech billionaire a la um, Bezos and she divorces him and because she finds him cheating with a girl that was basically born when they were in college. And uh, she gets half of his multi-billion dollar empire and she has more money than she knows what to do with. And she's sort of that kind of rich girl, clueless character. Um, Mm -hmm. She finds out she has a a foundation in her name that she owns. And she decides because she has no purpose in life anymore to go find her purpose by working at this foundation. Um, And the, uh, the, it reminds me of Ted Lasso in that all of the characters have their flaws and their own agendas, so to speak, but they all bring out the best in each other. And at all of these moments where you think, oh my gosh, this person's going to make the wrong choice and, and hurt this other person's feelings, they somehow 
turn around and do the right thing and and it just elevates everybody constantly and you know ted lasso sort of did that for me i don't know if y'all would agree sure. with that yeah uh, anyway and uh and i love my rudolph um so it's i've been enjoying that um if you're a fan of mtv's the challenge which has been on for like i want to say like 30 seasons where where the their reality show contestants from road rules and and the real world and all these other shows come together and compete uh in these really outlandish challenges to win a cash prize um that show has done so well they have now created a a um network version on on, on a cbs and paramount plus um and it's called the challenge usa and it has the reality stars from big brother amazing race love island and survivor all living together in a house and competing for this money so uh hmm. that's we're three episodes in i've been watching that um you can also just watch that on your regular on demand uh, if i'm not mistaken and then lastly uh, this is not exactly uh brand new hot off the presses but i was sort of diving into other shows i hadn't watched before um i've started watching billions on showtime oh people love that show it is i mean and there are like seven seasons in i'm just in season one it is so good i love it um the characters are amazing and awful and uh it's got uh um malin oh my god i can't pronounce her name from ackerman ackerman thank you uh i absolutely love her she's in it uh but um, it, I just I've, I've really it's kind of got that the, the succession feel with the family, okay. you know, high stakes, all betraying each other and that sort of thing. And then lastly, um, the, uh, the kingdom or kingdom rather on Netflix. Are you all familiar with kingdom? Um, this? I feel like I've heard about it, but maybe not. This is a sh- it's a Japanese show with subtitles and dubbing and it's set in I want to say fif- the 1500s. It's a zombie show. It is like. Uh, if if we are all dead and Game of Thrones had a baby because there's a zombie virus ravaging the land and there are rivaling families plotting to keep or gain control of the throne because you find out at the beginning of episode one that the current emperor is undead and they're hiding that from everybody. Okay. Uh, It's really good. There's two seasons. I'm halfway through the second season uh, and it's... It's cool. So I'd recommend that to anyone who's looking to get a zombie fix or who mm-hmm. liked Game of Thrones. Okay. So yeah, that's me. All right. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, let's get into it with Umbrella Academy. This is season three. Right. And the, the gang's back together, more or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So <laughs> yeah, so the, the gang's back together. They've used the briefcase and at the end of season two, we see them arrive in what they assumed was going to be their house. Uh, but that they see that it's no longer the Umbrella Academy, but the Sparrow Academy. Yeah. And that the dad had decided since he met them in the past that he had done such a bad, do- a bad job that they needed he needed new children. Right. <laughs> if so, only they were that easy. Yeah. <laughs> so he... Uh, he replaces them, you know, they obviously, you know, you have the big fight scene, you got, you see all their new powers, and then kind of towards the end of the first episode, you kind of see what the the threat this season is going to be, which is a big glowing ball in the basement. <laughs> yeah. The, the Kugel Blitz. Yeah, yeah, the Kugel Blitz. It, I, 
So there's been a lot of back and forth from people about this season. Some people say this is like their least favorite season. Other people say it's their favorite season. And for me, I feel like it's been so long since the last season. And I did not like rewatch the last episode or anything. But I feel like it maybe it was better for me that seasons one and two were kind of a distant memory because I wasn't super like held up on what what had happened in season two and I didn't really compare it one way or the other. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I liked, so like I was just saying about um, whatever show I was talking about that I can't remember now, where I felt like, you know, same, they're just doing the same thing over and over again. I liked the fact that they weren't doing that here. I liked the introduction of the Sparrow Academy. I liked these alternate kids of dad. I liked the fact that they had, it's the same issue over and over again, right? Like it's this time travel issue and time anomalies and we got to fix things, etc. But I like the fact that you now have these other characters that we could focus on as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really good. Um, because, again, when you just keep doing the same thing over and over... Oh, Control-Z. When you just keep doing the same thing over and over with the same people, it gets to a point where you're like, eh, we've seen this before. And I, I feel like the addition of the Sparrow Academy really gave me, gave me at least, something to kind of watch and to hold on to. Um, so I, I I actually really liked that for this season. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mark. Were you going to say something? Yeah. Uh, well, I was just going to say um, I I'm one of the people who I think this is one of my favorite of this of the three seasons. Um, I one thing I really missed a lot of in season two was I understand that they all went on a separate journey and had their own stories to tell. Um, I think we've talked about this with Walking Dead too. Um, I like the characters together. I want yeah. them in the same room, loving and hating and insulting and praising and all that good stuff versus having their own storylines. You know, a little bit of independent growth is great, but I just like watching them bounce on and off of each other and, and evolving as a family unit. Um, right. So I appreciated that a lot from this season. Um, I think they walked... A v- oh, well, and a quick shout out to the dance number in episode one, Footloose. Right. Freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I'm so sad that, uh, that that character from the Sparrow Academy got killed because I would be like, hey, spit on me again. Seriously. <laughs> her, her LSD saliva. Yes, please. Right. Um, but uh, the one thing I struggled with, uh, it, it, and this is in a good and a bad way because it makes me think, but I also think it makes me overthink and pulls me out of the show, is the anytime, you know, Marvel struggles with this, anytime... Uh, out, uh, um, outer range there's the time travel component you start to get into that whole how is this possible like okay they've just done this now how are they even existing at the end and in some ways it created cliffhangers and questions to be answered hopefully in season four but in other ways i think they they just started to spin so many loops with the time traveling back and forth and it the impact the butterflies the butterfly effects and what have you that it got a little Overwhelming for me, anyway. So that was my thought there. I, I can, I, I definitely can see that. I, it, it's funny for me the the discussion of the time travel is like my least favorite part. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, time travel. You mess something up, you got to fix it. Like I, 
for me in this show, I'm just so invested with the characters and what's happening with them at each time that like the time travel is almost secondary to me because I get so involved with what's happening where they are at the moment, right? Like mm-hmm. I love the fact that at this point, now we're we're gonna go try to find people's birth moms, right? And and Klaus and Five go to see Klaus's birth mom. It turns out not to be her. But I like that idea of it. I like the fact that, again, going back to we now have these new people, that Luther meets Sloane. And that made me so happy because he had this real unhealthy attachment um, to uh, Allison and and now he meets Sloane. And so now he has somebody to be with. And, you know, just all these different things that are kind of happening. Allison finds out that her daughter doesn't exist. So here's that that butterfly effect, right? The, mm-hmm. the consequences of that. And then, you know, finding out that Sissy has died. Vanya realizes that they're not Vanya and changes their name to Victor. And I love, loved how the family just absorbed that like without even a thought they were just like okay you're victor mm-hmm. um i thought that was very well represented but but again just i i was so engaged with what everybody's storyline was in the present that this idea of we've got to fix things or we've got to we've got to find a briefcase we got to find this and then it, i felt like we almost stopped even thinking about it right because now we've got dad and you know, is he killing people and, and what's his deal? And just, I don't know. I, I felt like time travel was almost secondary to the plot of what was happening where they were at the time, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Well, I will say this, and I didn't know if you guys want to break it down episode by episode, but I want to devote some time just all of the different cliffhangers that sort of came out of the last few minutes of the show and, and try to, you know, theorize on some of these things um well let's let's talk a little bit maybe more about just the things that happened yeah um before we get to that end piece but and again i mean i've kind of already touched on it right like talking about the the whole idea that there's the birth mom and they're trying to find the birth moms and victor um meets up with harland who is sissy's son and finds out you know that that sissy had died and now Harlan has this awful power and trying to figure out, you know, how to deal with Harlan's power. And um, Diego and, uh, and Lila, and we find out that Diego's got a son and <laughs> who he's not Ashtray. at all, right? <laughs> like not at all, you know, wanting to be with, I don't know. I just, I, my least favorite character this season was Allison. A hundred percent. I was like, I don't I like think, the storyline. She took such a, a left turn in yeah. terms of but at the same time, she just realized that her daughter is not existent in this timeline. So right. She kind, so she kind of, you know, kind of snaps a little bit. Well, and she, she gave up the love of her life in 1963 to return to the present and find her daughter gone. So she's, right. it's a double whammy. And, and that speech that she gives Victor towards the end, um, where she says, you know, we've, we've all been cleaning up your messes all your life. And, you, you know, you cause so much destruction and you never pay for it. Somebody had to. Um, it really, you know, she goes dark willow to, to quote yeah. some, some Buffy themes there. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I it's... 
she's so good at the uh, Emmy uh, Lampman. Emmy Raver Lampman is her name. She's so good at her job as an actress. She makes you hate her, but I I love her for that. Like I think her yeah. character was so well developed. The one think, scene. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <clears throat> I was gonna say the one scene where I was like, "Ooh, you are bad." Was I know when exactly what you're gonna say. She rumored uh, Luther. Oh, yes. I know. To stay. Could you believe that? And I was like, ooh, that. And he and you could see like she was going to, and then she didn't, and then Luther walking away, and he did, and then she rumored him, and it was like, oh my gosh. That's yeah. dark stuff. Yeah. That's that dark. Was. Like how? How? Like I'm thinking how? Like how does she? How, how does her character come back from that? Well, and I how mean, did they together come back from that? You right. know. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a lot, and I mean. Does she redeem herself at the very end when she foils, uh, um, oh my gosh, the father's Reginald. name. Reginald, Reggie. thank you. When she, you know, foils his plan and and stops him from and I know the siblings, you know? I no, mean, no, she doesn't. Because, because, because of her, Luther's dead. Mm-hmm. And you, there's no redeeming yourself after that. Like, he's just this pure-hearted big oaf. And... You know, she she totally abused him in this episode. First with the rumoring, but then she makes that deal with Reginald, and he winds up dead. And I don't think he would have if he hadn't been able to get one of them on his side. Like, if Reginald hadn't been able to get one of the Umbrella Academy people on his side, mm-hmm. I don't think Luther dies there. And so I, I feel like that's on her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she just... She was, I, I, it's almost like she, she was selfish or something. Like she was just all about, I need to make this work for me and my family and my child. And that's it. Like screw my brothers and sisters. It is what it is. I'm doing me. Right. And, and I, mm-hmm. and I just, I don't know if because in all the other seasons, she wasn't like that and she kept putting others before her. And it was like enough of it. I've sacrificed so much. That's it. Who's sacrificing for me? Well, right. and I, I think such a big part of pushing that essence out of her is uh, what she went through uh, in the racially charged 1963 Texas, you know, uh, where I I think that was her breaking point. And I I can only imagine it would be for anybody, you know. Right. Um, But um, I I just I love the acting in this show. I really do. Um, I got to tell you, my favorite character in the show, we talked about our least favorite. My favorite is Lila. She she is so funny. And when she shows up with with Stan, her her quote son, also known as Ashtray from Euphoria. Right. uh, They stole the show for me. Like, I I mean, every scene she was in, I knew that I was going to laugh. I just I loved her wit. And then uh, she really they they humanized her through this pregnancy. um, And her her story with Diego was really nice to watch. Yeah. I have to say, in terms of characters that I feel like Victor is still the same kind of character, like almost like lost kind yes. of way. And like, while there might have been some growth in terms of, you know, fell in love um, and had that connection, like I still feel like they're still trying to like find their way and still trying to prove to their family. And it's just like, I, I feel like it's almost like they haven't grown like all the other characters have. I would sense. agree with that because there's still this 
inability at times to control the power that they have, right? Right. And I, I would agree with you. There ha- there's been character development in terms of like Victor as a person, but there hasn't been character development in terms of Victor as a member of the Umbrella Academy. Right. You know, I agree right. with you. And as far as my favorite, I mean, I got to pick Diego because he has the same name as me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I still like five. Five five real good. And I think that having not ghost Ben and having like real life Ben was also pretty cool. It was season. really cool, particularly because they, they all kept... love Ben so much. And he's such a <laughs> yeah. jerk in this, you know. And I feel like that ongoing like joke of why is this guy such an ass? Like and like you're supposed to be dead. And he's like, why do you want to keep saying I'm dead? Right. So I, right. I, I, I like that. Um, and I, You said it like the character, the, the actors in the show are very good. Yeah. Very good. I, what did you think of five and Lila going to the commission and then five finding his old self there or his <laughs> this, elderly self? There? This show like does a lot of, like does a good job of creating like so many like, uh, spinoffs of like what like like spin like spinoff off the main story because now you have like wait wait five created the commission where's that story when's that gonna happen right (laughs) yeah and that's and i feel like that's completely separate even though connected it's completely separate from like the main story right yeah so I, i i like the way the show does that but uh yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't know what that is I, I loved the whole uh, it, it really was a crazy twist and watching him interact with himself in the grandfather paradox proof chamber uh, <laughs> the cringy moment he cut the tattoo off his own chest like and, right. and then and then basically tried to figure out when and where he was going to have it added on you know put on his own body um, yeah, again that that's that component of the time travel story where he had to resolve close all these loops that I thought was a little pretty cool although it got a little confusing in some places but um one thing that came out of that that i was scratching my head over at the very end was why when all of the umbrella academy lost their powers in this we don't know if it's returned to their original timeline or if it's a new like alternate alternate timeline but whatever uh you know luther didn't have his giant eight body and nobody they'd all lost their powers but five was still what like a 13 year old or whatever age he's playing that he is right um so why wouldn't he have come out as an adult mm. yeah that's true one of the many questions i had scratched down on my notepad while i was trying to figure out all of the right alternate realities. and that's and that and, the, and i think that's the you know in the final i guess two episodes where you kind of see reggie's true like intentions and true like after i guess he's been not sedated or whatever is who is like lizard man? Yeah, like what? What's <laughs> what's the deal? And why, when they finally found the seven talisman or whatever, the seven markings, did he not want Allison to jump on one of them? Right. Well, because she had worked with him, and I think if they had kept it going, I think it probably would have killed them. Yes, it would. And have. so he didn't want her to jump on it because she had helped him out. She. She or because he knew that now. she'd be the one that would stop it. I don't what know. do you mean? Like maybe he knew that she'd be the only one that would stop and push that red button. Maybe he couldn't push the red button. 
Maybe. I don't know. What's, uh, I don't know if y'all remember this. Um, I read it online. I had to go back and look, but, uh, uh, you know, his, his wife, Abigail, or whoever mm-hmm. this other, uh, you know, they show her uh, when Luther's guarding her on the moon as the most precious yes. thing in all. She actually had a scene in uh, the season one finale where she was on her deathbed and she was telling Reginald uh, to take her violin and give it to somebody who can protect it, which he gave to Victor. Right. And she mm-hmm. said, the world needs you. And so... It's not really clear, you know, are, is, is she an alien? I, I'm assuming maybe they're both aliens and I don't know if the world needs you. If she's talking about their world or ours. Um, mm. But obviously whatever Reginald was doing as, as you know, whether it, there's that question of was his plot foiled? Because at the end he was standing there next to the woman he loved and he owned pretty much all of what I'm assuming was like New York City because there was the Hargreaves Enterprises logo on everything. Right. Um, And he was standing side by side with a very much alive version of Abigail. Um, So, yeah, I'm very curious to see, you know, if if that continues in this next season and, you know, who they are and and what her being alive, how that impacts the the world they were looking out upon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I kind of, I'll say I really liked when um, Klaus died and then he went to like that, in between and met his mother. Yeah. I, I thought that was interesting and then met up with Luther there as well when they both had died. Um, and I, I thought that was, again, like this idea that we know that Klaus dies, but we don't know, <laughs> we didn't necessarily know the impact on him, right? Mm-hmm. And then to what happens to him when he's dead and then to see this in between thing, then it actually made me feel like the the then when Reginald Reginald just keeps killing Klaus right <laughs> that, that to increase the speed was ridiculous <laughs> it was that was actually great to watch but at the same time I was just I just there's been no part in these three seasons where my heart just hasn't broken for Klaus repeatedly yeah and then when we get to this part where the Kugelblitz is just about to get you know everybody and he gets everybody safely through and then he's about to jump and Reginald just pushes him back and he's like, sorry, you're a liability or whatever and closes the door. I'm just like, oh, like there's just, there's no, there's nothing he can do that's going to be good enough, you know? And it, it just, I don't know. That was just awful. And there's no end to Reginald's treachery. He is right. horrible. And you think, oh God, he's the worst. He can't get any worse. And, you know, that. <laughs> And then he locks Klaus out of the pa- out of the the painting, right? The, the passage, right? And he's just a good guy. Like he's just, I mean, he's a mess, but he's a good guy. He's he's trying. What did you guys think of the wedding? Um, oh, I thought the toast was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know. I I I thought it was interesting. I mean, I guess at that point, I, I don't know. It it almost felt like giving up to me. Like, we're not going to try to figure out a way to stop this. Instead, we're just going to stop everything we're doing and we're going to have a wedding. We're going to get married. It 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 felt a little givey-uppy to me. Um, and while I was happy for Luther, um, it also, again, it was. A, it, I guess I didn't like it because it was a place where I watched... 
Victor try to apologize to Allison and Allison being like, no, not having any of that. And like all these other things were happening, right? But this is when Five is trying to figure out who was talking to Reginald. And um, Ben is so angry that he wasn't invited to the bachelor party. But like, did you really think you would be? Like, yeah. you have not been nice to these people from the moment they arrived. What would make you think that you would be invited? To th- I don't know. I, it also I, I wanted to like it, but I didn't. I was just like, Ugh, why are we? It just felt icky to me, and I, it felt out of place. Well, it, you know, it, it, all of those things that you mentioned that I think the wedding served to propel individual storylines and character arcs a little bit, and right. add that that who done it component to the overheard conversation that that Ben couldn't quite. He, you know, he got so drunk at the wedding he couldn't quite figure out who Reginald was talking to. Um, and then it also, I think, gave more emotional gravitas to um, Sloane's disappearing at the end because we saw all of this optimism and hope even in the midst of what could only be seen as the most hopeless future ever. And it made us love them in that moment that much more, I thought. Right. But, but I 100% agree with you that all of that was great, but literally the sidewalk outside the hotel is turning into jello. Like the whole right. world is falling apart. So let's spend our time having this having this wedding. It just seemed like not like what they would have done. Right. And there were still two more episodes to go after yeah. that. Like that was the thing that this end of the world was so slow in coming, obviously not, but but still the the fact that that's that's how they spent decided to spend their time just felt kind of off to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't it didn't quite feel right. Agreed. But then but then we get to the end, right? And then finally, you know, five pushes Allison. He's like, you got to tell us the truth. And then she tells Victor that she made the deal with Reginald. But, you know, I didn't know he was going to kill Luther and Klaus. But, like, it's one of those things. You make a deal with the devil. You think he's not going to kill somebody? Like, that's ridiculous. And then you have the guardians, right, that are in the hotel. And the hotel kind of keeps changing and blocking people off. And everybody's trying to kill these guardians. Um... I, I thought that was interesting, and I thought that was pretty well done as well. I liked, it kind of came out of nowhere, but I liked it. I was, I, I felt like I didn't really see them fight anybody except for themselves throughout this entire season, and I, I, I kind of liked this, okay, even though they had, they weren't all doing it together because they mm-hmm. were all separated by the hotel, they were all doing it together, and just this idea that they're trying to, to fight these guardians and figure it out. And then, like you mentioned before, then we come up with those, you know, the seven stars on the ground, which killed the remaining ones. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was underwhelmed by the ending. I, I, I do have to say, I, I'm so, sorry, just real quick on the guardians. Yeah. When they turned, that one turned into cockroaches, I'd like literally jumped up on my couch. It was, <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um, I, I, obviously they've set it up for the next season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I found the end, I felt like there were other points during the season where it could have ended. And then we could have moved on. I, I don't know. I, I know that they were trying to leave us with that big cliffhanger at the end, right? Yeah. But I felt like even if you just have them getting in the tunnel at the end, I don't know. I just didn't like that they were all standing there and they're all like, huh, no powers? Hmm. All right, I'm okay. out. Okay, and then, you know, like, Lila's like, hey, let's go live normal lives, and Diego's like, all right, let's go do that, and they all just kind of go their own ways, and I don't know. I I feel like it's going to be that a season four will be 
one of them, probably five, but one of them having to now go get everybody and get them back on board and, mm-hmm. hey, we've got to figure this out. And they're all going to be like, no, we're happier now with our lives. And whoever it is is going to be like, no, but we have to go back, you know? Yeah. And I don't, again, I feel like that kind of stuff has been done. And what? I don't know that I need to see that again. This show is a constant sort of um, um, retelling of this family coming together and falling apart over right. and over again. And I, I think one of the first times that happened is when we lost Ben, which right. they talk about all the time, but I don't think they've ever really, they call it the Jennifer incident, but I don't think we've ever been told what that was. Have we? I don't remember it. Um, I don't. But uh, anyway, um, so again, I love this season because they were, they spent it for the most part coming together over different right. things and different causes and different, you know, uh, um, victors, uh, you know, recognizing his own identity and, and, you know, going after the big bad and all that good stuff. But, uh, then at the very end with their powers gone and, you know, at first I thought Reginald being dead in this new reality, which we learned later wasn't true, but, uh, they literally were just like, see ya. <laughs> right, you know, right. and they literally all walked off in different directions, and that made me really sad because I was like, "Oh man, here we go again." Um, but uh, I had a question about Allison uh, because it seems like out of all of the characters, she potentially got the happiest ending, where right. you know, they show her in the Claire's car. There, yeah. Wasn't was I, I? I meant to watch this again before our show today, but wasn't that Raymond, her nineteen sixty three guy? in the car with her and alive baby Claire, like how would that have worked? Or, or, or was that not Raymond? I wonder if, or was she hallucinating him? I wonder if Reg through all his manipulation in that time chamber thing in the hotel rewrote this timeline so that one, he is powerful, all powerful in the world, but he has given these children of his a life that they are going to be happy enough not to mess with him so Mm -hmm. i wonder if that included giving allison her man her child and and then we're going to see you know everyone else kind of get the life that they've always wanted and it's going to be like klaus who's going to notice it because he can be in touch with spirits and stuff or something Mm-hmm. Well, but here's the, here's the question, right? So I think Reginald did it just so he could be reunited with Abigail. Um, but the question is, in this new world, this new timeline, did Reginald adopt any of the kids? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he adopted the Umbrella Academy in the first version of the world. Then when everything got reset, he didn't because they were such a disappointment. And he, he adopted the kids in the Sparrow Academy. Does he adapt anybody in this one? Are these kids even connected to him in this world? Right? Like, what's, what is that? Is there going to be a bond? Are their mothers all still alive um, in this particular world? Like, mm-hmm. what, if they don't have their powers, are you going to be able to convince him to come back? Like, I'm just super curious about how that's going to, hmm. how that's going to all work out. It definitely, it definitely leaves a lot of questions in terms of who, like, I, I just keep asking myself, who is Reginald? Like, what is he? Who is he? What is he from Earth? Because he just, he always seems to be, like, all-knowing or something. Like, he just, he knows way too much stuff <laughs> to be right. just a regular old human. Right. 
Yeah, so. I don't know. And I wonder, this is a weird question, but again, this is one of those time loopy things, right? But is the baby that Lila's pregnant with, I can't think of his name, Stan? Is that it? No, Stan was a... Uh... Stan was her no. friend's baby, at least in the other timeline. Yeah. Right, right, right. But, like, who is who is this baby? Like, is the baby the baby? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, what's this going to be? Can, is Luther going to be able to find Sloan? Like, there's just so many different kind of... I, I, again, every time they're in a new timeline, lots of things are different, mm-hmm. right? And let's not forget the, the mid-credits scene where we have Ben still alive and on a subway. Right. Yeah. That's right. right, exactly. I, I read in one article that uh, the showrunner confirmed that that Ben is what he referred to as, quote, Sparrow Ben. Hmm. So it's it, that Ben apparently is not like the, the, the sweet Ben that all of the other Umbrella Academy knew and loved. It's the nasty Ben and, and may or may not already be connected with Hargreaves in this timeline. Right. Or oh, maybe Ben's going out to find these kids in this right. timeline. Well, he is in that scene. He's on the subway where the, the girl gave birth. Right. Presumably to him. Right. Um, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm overthinking, but lots, lot. It, it's it's just all of that time loopy stuff that makes my head spin. Sometimes, <laughs> right. in, sometimes in a good way. Sometimes in an exorcist way. Okay. Okay. Um, so a, a fun. Ahead. A fun note, if we have any viewers out here that either haven't watched the show yet or are going to go back and watch it again, I also was reading that um, there are, not counting the opening credits, which always uh, the, the opening panel showed an umbrella and a sparrow together. Yeah. Um, in the season, there are 43 hidden sparrow motifs, either in set design or props, to represent the 43 children that were born. Uh so didn't they do did they do for. something like that in the first couple seasons with like umbrellas i feel like they did in season one i feel like what? there was something in season one I f- I'll, have to, I feel like... I'll have to google it or am i thinking about like lock and key and the keys i don't know i don't know i'm thinking about squid game and like the games on the wall yeah <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> all right so overall are we happy with season three yes yeah Oh, Amy. Not, not, no, not. I am. I am. I'm happy with season three. Yes, oh. I am. Yes, it's a yes for me. <laughs> it would be a yes for me, too. I'm definitely one that endured the Umbrella Academy. And um, watching the Umbrella Academy, like, side by side with, like, the boys, because they pretty much came out around the same time. It's, like, it's nice to have different, like, superhero kind of shows um, so I, I, boy are they different boy are they different but uh but still kind of i still good very good yeah uh, so, so definitely uh, looking forward to season four whenever that comes out all right yeah. all right well as, yeah as always everyone thank you for listening you know check out the facebook page and the social medias give us a like give us a comment let us know uh your thoughts on umbrella academy uh what do you think is going to happen in season four or who is reginald you know these are the questions that we have what Let us is know what reginald you, what is reginald <laughs> exactly and uh as always you know download like share and uh we'll catch you on the next episode bye everyone
Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.